0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer, your host of the weekly Wake Up with Spirit, Wisdom for Your Soul, brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. I have been the founder and publisher of Spirit Seeker, a twenty-four-year-old 24 young uh, magazine that started in a time when um, digital magazines were not even, like, known that much. We started as a print and have continued as a print magazine in the Midwest. Um, and during the pandemic, we're not shipping to Florida right now. Um, but you can still find us in the Whole Foods in Chicago and St. Louis and online, of course. We've been online since 1998. And our, uh, if you haven't been to the, the newly designed site, please do so. We have... Um, Wonderful new features. So, like, if like so the guest today was one of our featured articles in the um, November issue, and so you can just go right to the front page. Our featured articles are right there. You can click on it, share it on Facebook, share it on all kinds of different platforms, share it with friends and family, and um, you know, it's just a, it's just nice. And then the astrology is only online, in addition to the uh, digital magazine and the. Um, monthly print and digital uh, magazine. We have the weekly radio show, and we also have a weekly email newsletter. Now, to hear about um, when the magazine's online, who the guests are on the radio show, and all kinds of other wonderful opportunities for the mind, body, and spirit enhancement. You need to be on our email list. Um, we give books away, different people who are on the radio show offer a free book. We do drawings. Um, we do drawings from all the different things that come um, through the doors of Spirit Seeker wanting to reach, you know, um, the people that would be interested in the books, the DVDs, the CDs. We review musical CDs that are just absolutely fabulous and um So if you're on our email list, you can do all of that. The best way to do it is to go to spiritseeker.com and you'll say, see, join our email newsletter. And then you sign there and it goes directly into our email system. If you want, you can also send an email to info at spiritseeker.com asking to be added. Um, and if you have a question or anything, uh, just ask it through there and someone will get back with you. Okay. So I think that's it for announcements. Um, We will be off the air other than uh, like next weekend, uh, next Friday is the day after Thanksgiving we're off. We'll be on the first Friday of December with uh, the astrology and moon cycles for the month. And then the rest of the month of December I am taking off, which is my annual tradition. And then I will be back on the air the first Friday in January. There's over 400 something archive shows, so... There's no reason to not have your spiritual nourishment, which I want to remind you, the minute the show is over today, it becomes a podcast that is downloadable anywhere, anytime, etc. And we know you're uh, listening at different hours because I get the stats. So thank you very much. And also like us on uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cindy Meyer, which is C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R. And... Um, we uh, we appreciate your liking us there. We also have Spirit Seeker Magazine on Facebook. And the more you like us on Blog Talk especially, the more um, they support us behind the scenes with our guests. So we really appreciate that, and thank you for that. Okay, so um, the December issue is almost finished. There's still a little bit of time left if you want to be part of that, uh, that issue. We can still get you in. Okay, so today, um, my guest is Kim Chesney. She is the author of Radical Intuition. She's a globally recognized innovation leader and the founder of Intuition Lab. Her work has been featured or supported by leading-edge organizations, including SXSW Interactive, Carnegie Mellon Mellon, uh, University, Comcast, and Hewlett-Packard. She lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and you can visit her online at her website, which is com, and that is spelled uh, dot com. So I am going to bring Kim on live, and Kim, welcome so much, and I'm so glad you're here today. Hi, Cindy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I know. Well, intuition's one of my favorite things, so... but radical intuition yeah when (laughs) i heard the name of the book i was like oh yes we want to review that oh yes i'd like to interview her too (laughs) so so here you are so you just start wherever i have so many questions and you know and i have suggested questions but i just like you to start where you are and just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and whatever you want to share and then i'll i'll start popping in
1: yeah well, thank you, and I'm so excited to be here and really spreading this message about intuition. Um, you know, I've been working on this book and really the message behind it for well, wow, about the last twenty years. So it's the culmination of a lot of uh, a lot of passion, a lot of exploration, a lot of research, and you know really, it's part of my mission to normalize intuition in a lot of ways and this idea of radical intuition came about because I think normalizing intuition in a lot of ways is very radical because we're so used to uh, thinking of intuition as something for, you know, like, first of all, something only women have or, or crystal balls and tarot cards. And, you know, why it, while well, it is part of intuition, and I love that part of intuition, don't get me wrong, it's one of my favorite aspects of it, um, it's so much more. And anyone who's, who's really started to work with their intuition, like I suspect a lot of listeners to this show, um, realize that that intuition is has some really profound and magical depths that really transcend our common everyday understanding of it. And so, you know, working you know, my first book on intuition came out about 15 years ago now. The psychic workshop, and you know, that was really my uh, sort of foray into really sharing the message of you know that everyone has intuition. You know, that that became a really popular notion over the last, the end of the last century when people started to realize that, you know, this, this psychic stuff isn't just something that you, that these special people are born with. You know, it's something that can be cultivated and it's part of our, you know, the way that we're built and the way that we see the world. So, um, you know, so working from that point of departure, um, my career is actually in technology. So, you know, I've worked for 20 years in technology and a leader in technology and I've worked with some of the biggest technology companies on the planet. Um, so, you know, I found myself, you know, working with universities and some of these really amazing um, innovation companies, and I started hearing people talk about intuition. And of course, this is interesting to me because I've always been very passionate about intuition for my whole life. And um, understanding this and starting to listen and talking with these really, really smart people, and understanding that intuition is actually something that is very much embedded in. Um, the evolution of our culture, the evolution of our economy, the evolution of really the the global future of this planet. So um, hearing them talk about things like, you know, artificial intelligence and machines and, and um, design and creativity and um, genius and all of these things start really start bubbling up as this broader application of intuition. So it's, you know, not just a, tool for us to awaken internally and really reconnect internally. It's also this tool to bring that awakened connection into the world and transform it and make it better by living our truth every day
0: of our lives. That's, so that's, that's really <laughs> the key, isn't it? Just, just because, you know, it's like once you once you master something and you understand the power, you know, it's mm-hmm. not that you're the only person who can do it. I mean, and right. I think that's beautiful the way you explained it. That, you know, bring it out, bring it out, right. show it, bring it out. That's it. <laughs> going to just show everyone. You know that, what you is it is? Yeah, yeah. God i are no, gonna ask the like, what is, I, and I'm, I, I No, I'm gonna paraphrase this because I always get it wrong, but you'll you'll remember. It. I think it was Nelson Mandela who said, you know, mm-hmm. don't let don't don't keep your light underneath a um, mm-hmm. you know, a basket. Like let it shine. Mm-hmm. And I think Marion mm-hmm. Williamson maybe also said something similarly. Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, mm-hmm. but the main
0: thing is, is this is it's not. I mean, some people seem to have the gift you know, stronger and they may, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. something that can be practiced and, you know, developed, which I love that you always stress that, that it's, you know, that the the new, it's the new fundamental nature of consciousness. And it's a natural thing. Right. Once you have quieted the mind, you know, you're going to be clearer and hear more.
1: Absolutely. You just hit the nail on the head. It is this fundamental new nature of consciousness and the real first step, you know, we all can take. And that's why I think the mindfulness movement right now has, has been so, essential to our intuitive awakening as a, you know, as a planet, because, you know, you know, as a counterpoint to all of this technology and our busy lives and how like crazy life has become and life has sped up so much for us in this day and age. You know, I think we, you know, I can probably look back and remember when we were kids, how much more space we had in life without all the technology and how much more time and stillness and presence was just naturally available to us. So that is kind Mm -hmm. of, um, you know, we've lost that a little bit now. So it's mindfulness has been such an important counterpoint to get us back into that place of presence and where we can open up the space between our thoughts so that our intuition can speak to us because that's where it happens. It happens in those moments of stillness, you know, when that silence isn't silence, that's where your intuition
0: speaks. You know, it's interesting. The very first time um, I heard Deepak Chopra speak, it was, I don't know, somewhere in the nineties and, um, And he never once called it meditation. He was still Mm -hmm. very much working with Kaiser Permenti and, you know, was a Mm -hmm. doctor and, you know, like you don't use that word. But so what Mm -hmm. he did, he cited the Herbert Herbert Benson response, you know, from Harvard. And then Mm -hmm. he he said that really it's lengthening the quiet pauses between the thoughts. Mm -hmm. I've never forgotten that. And it's like, That's, that's, that's where the the good stuff is. Like the minute, Mm -hmm. it's not so much quieting, total silence, but it's like Mm -hmm. a longer gap of silence before you have that thought. I
1: don't know if I explained that well,
0: but yeah, no, you,
1: no, you totally did because, and I think that's an important point to make because, you know, moving past the labels of, you know, uh, we're meditating or we're using our intuition and getting really into the actual experience and what's happening is so important because, you know, people still have, and, I, and I'm sure back in that day, you know, meditation wasn't something everybody everybody's now is on board. Like, well, cool meditation back then meditation was still a little woo, you know, something for the hippies and, yeah. you know, so it's, there's still, we're still going through that shift of acceptance for, for this kind of work and, and how important the inner work is. But, You know, I think we're really making progress, especially in terms of science and, you know, physics and all of that stuff, because we're starting to see that, you know, yeah, like all of this inner work is actually making a difference. The stuff that happens inside us is just as powerful, if not more powerful, than the stuff that happens outside of us. And so the more we start to, you know, recognize that, and actually put that into practice in our life, particularly with our intuition by realizing that, that, that power, that real power, you know, it's a trick to think that the power of the world is outside of us. Cause it's, that's not where the power is. It's inside of us. And it
0: all starts there. I agree. And that silence and the quieting is where the rejuvenation of the body and the mind mm-hmm. and spirit, you know, it's like all your worlds merge and, and mm-hmm. that's why it's so powerful because you can't, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes I have noisy meditations. I mean, I'm classically trained in mm-hmm. transcendental meditation. That's where I started, mm-hmm. and I had my mantra, okay. and I had, you know, two of two of my children. You know, I had another child later, but two of my kids mm-hmm. learned, and I loved how with children they knew you don't sit them okay. down initially. You give them a walking meditation. Um, because you know, uh-huh. children are just so like they get things much more quickly, and uh-huh. and to sit them down sometimes isn't. I mean, they do it now a lot with mindfulness once they're a little bit older. But when they're really young, just having a mantra and walking with it really introduces them to a new way of being. Mm, so I love that. Um, and you know, well, I mean, and these children today are so many, many. Uh, you know, I work with a lot of children in my coaching practice. It's so interesting that a lot of my clients are having me work with their kids now, like what crystals can they use? What this can they use? And it's very much what you said. It's technology oriented. These kids are on mm-hmm. their iPhones or on their iPads or on their, on their, on their, and they don't know how to mm-hmm. turn them off. Some of the parents mm-hmm. are actually taking the electronics at night so that the kids mm-hmm. get a night's sleep. Yeah. Because they can't. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, it, I wouldn't call it an addiction, but it's, very much, you know, um, especially during this pandemic when they're not necessarily seeing their friends now that we're going, you know, in the shelter, sheltering down. And I think the sheltering down is like a mass timeout. Like, there's yeah, different I ways agree. to look at totally. it. But, yeah. but, but you know what? I'm, I'm kind of a quiet person anyway. Like, people think, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an extrovert. And, you know, I, I, I am to a degree, but I also have very much the um, the introvert in order to be able to do the extrovert. I mean, I have to go inside yeah. with the deeper silences in order, you, you know how it works, you know. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. In the same way. But you have your, you have your hands on a lot of different things. Um, but I really want to talk about, uh, because the message over and over in your in your in your book seems to be what we can do individually and then collectively with this this knowledge or, or this um, Mm -hmm. tapping into this extraordinary power, you know, that you talk about that awaits us inside. So I Mm -hmm. I would like to talk about this just a little bit more. So for someone who has been meditating for Mm -hmm. a very long time, how Mm -hmm. can they take a radical shift with their intuition and, and like, like just enhance, embrace, and go to the next level? Or for someone who's just, fairly. Nope. So whatever way you want to go.
1: Yeah. And, and that's great because you know, one of the things I say in this book is this book is for anyone, no matter where you are on your intuitive journey, you might be someone who's like, well, do I have intuition? Maybe I have intuition or you could be someone you know, like you who, who knows you have intuition that has been doing this inner work and really just wants to go to the next frontier. The thing about intuition is it's always there to take us further and deeper and beyond. So it doesn't matter where we are. We can just be starting or we can be, you know, very, very far along in the process. But your intuition always wants you, the mission of your intuition is to help you reach your highest potential, to help you grow and evolve and become the true you, reconnecting with that true self, that part of us that we've lost. So so the becoming isn't a change so much as it is a return, as a reconnection, a rediscovery of that eternal part and that eternal being within you that we've lost touch of because we're so distracted by this world, because we're so connected with the outside world instead of our inside world. You know, it's a, it's a rebalancing, it's a reckoning in a lot of ways. And so when we start to listen to that, that calling of our intuition to go higher and to continue to reconnect with the universe in different ways, we can do that from any place in our life. So, um, on my website, if you're just starting out, on my website I have a uh, 12-page "Wake Up Your Intuition" guide, which will answer this question in detail. It's free; you can download it, and it has a lot of exercise and practices. But um, in terms of, you know, a starting point, I always tell people, you know, pretty much what we've been saying is is to spend more time in that stillness. So the first step for anyone is is making more white space, or you know, staying into that white space, staying into that. Uh, time where you can go for those walking meditations, go for a bike ride, go for a run, take a bath, incorporate time in your day with yourself and really start to consciously cultivate a relationship with your inner self. And, what I mean by that, you know, sometimes you can say words and we hear them over and over again, and it doesn't really add up to something concrete. But truly, um, when you're with your intuition or your quote-unquote higher self, right? It's the part of you, the eternal part of you, that knows everything and connects with everything. knows everything. So it's your best friend. It's your best guide. And there's nothing and no one that you can rely on in your life more than your intuition once you understand it and learn how to 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 understand what it's saying to you and and its own unique language because it, it speaks to all of us in different ways so um so then beyond creating that space for it to start to speak to us and if you meditate that's great meditation is a wonderful way to do it but not everybody likes to meditate so you know other things just being alone and just enjoy listening to music things you need to do on your own are really great opportunities to open space for your intuition but once you're in that space um really starting to listen i mean that is key is listening to all of the things that come into your mind, and this is important right here, things that come to your mind that just simply appear there. So that's one of the defining traits of intuition is a thought, a feeling, an impression, or something that you receive out of nowhere. Right? Because our mind creates thoughts, creates solutions, creates answers. Right? We go through a thinking process. It's linear. With intuition it's not like that. Intuition comes in a flash, it comes in an instant. You simply receive it. So that's the beauty of intuition. All we have to do is open up to receive it, okay? So once we open up and receive it, then we say, okay, so this is an intuition. I had this idea out of nowhere. I had this epiphany. I I just thought of the answer to this problem out of nowhere. So starting to listen for those moments and recognize that those things that come to you out of nowhere are sacred. They are coming from a higher place. It's not just an accident that they came to your mind. They're really, they are really profound parts of your inner conversation and your inner dialogue with this higher self. So starting to become aware of that and honoring that and then putting attention on that because the more that you pay attention to it, the more you cultivate that relationship, the stronger it comes and the more your intuition is going to start to speak to you. So you're going to start building this relationship with yourself and really listening to the guidance and the wisdom that's coming from inside you, not just all of the input that's coming from outside the world.
0: Uh, And in order to hear, you have to be quiet. You know, I, (laughs) I just recently went through a a really busy period, you know? Um, I mean, it Mm -hmm. happens at times It's that way in times, it feels like a wave of, whoa, what just happened? Like, was I catapulted Mm -hmm. through a time capsule or what? Like, what was that? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, you know, and then I remember, wait a minute, did you, did you do this? No. Did you do that? No. Because, oh, you were too busy. And that's, Mm-hmm. That's really when the practices are most needed, and it's you know, mm-hmm. and the more you you quiet, the more information you're going to get because the more you trust, and you can't wait to get back, you know, to that space, right? What I love it's about, exciting. yeah, what I, oh, I know, and it's like you know, but but some people, you know, some people are afraid initially, and um, well, not afraid, that's not the right, that they don't trust, okay? So I think, yeah. You know, I think the way you explained it is look, don't doubt it. Like it may seem totally obscure because sometimes once you've reached that state, you might be seeing into the future. You might be mm-hmm. you know, you're not sure if you're like clairvoyant, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I have mm-hmm. all of it. I'm like all the clairs, every single one. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'll smell, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll taste, sometimes I see, mm-hmm. sometimes I a lot of times I'll hear words to songs. And I'm like, What? Mm-hmm. You know, and but mm-hmm. you have to pay attention because then, you know, what what was that? But um, mm-hmm. but I can remember when I was in a psychic development class, I mean, so long ago and this gal was reading me and she said, I see this jet up in the sky and it's like the, the, um, spirit seeker fun jet. She says, but I hear I'm leaving on it. I'm leaving on a, uh, leaving oh. on a jet plane. Don't know when that, I'll be uh, back yeah. again. And when it was, when I was doing spiritual trips and thinking about mm. taking it to the next level with like, you know, really partnering and, you know, uh, doing even more because I love taking people on spiritual trips, and so mm-hmm. she she got, she went right into my mind, you know, because we were supposed mm-hmm. to think about something, and then they were supposed to telepathically receive it, and then you know, but I just started laughing because you know Jefferson airplane, you know, she heard the song, she saw the jet, and she bred my mind, mm-hmm. and she was brand new; mm-hmm. she had never done the work before, and um, mm-hmm. but I remember Anita Lascaris, we called her the singing psychic, <laughs> but
1: but That's she so demonstrated, amazing. you know, to
0: the whole group that. That you can't question it. All of a sudden, you know, when you keep hearing, you know, numbers over and over, or you keep hearing things, it's not an accident. Right.
1: Yeah, and I love that you said that she was all new because that's one of the things, you know, and I, you know, I have an intuition lab uh, school where we do a lot of intuitive development classes, and one of the things that that we are never, you know, over and over again would always happen is that the new people, bam, they jump in, they've never done it before, and bam, they're just like pros. <laughs> And that's what's so great about intuition, right? It's like, if right, you just open right. up, it's there. You don't have to go and get a PhD in intuitive development. I mean, you just have to learn how to recognize it, right? So that's, it's a totally different type of learning. It's not something, a skill that you just have to open up to it and just trust it. And and like you said, you know, trust and getting in that place of trust isn't easy and Intuition will have to prove itself to you, and and that's just something that, you know, we we have to realize that if we're going to trust anything, it has to prove itself to us. And all it really takes Mm -hmm. is a couple of times of getting that intuitive insight or having that idea pop in your head and having that spooky moment of serendipity or coincidence that follows, and you're like, wow, like this is real. And, you know, once that happens and you say, okay, there's something bigger going on here, It's possible for people to know the future. It's possible for people to connect intuitively and and when they're miles away or, or, you know, know what people are thinking when they're not using words, all of this stuff, when you start realizing this is possible, this is real, this magical world opens up and there's so much possibility and wonder beyond all of the things that we see around it. So it really is a very exciting way to look at the world and an exciting way to start living your life because all of a sudden there's this whole nother level
0: of meaning and beauty to life itself Mm -hmm. well and that's when it gets good and i think that's what this book you know um you 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 keep coming back to why is radical intuition so important in the world today and i i think we have a lot of opportunities to use our intuition today and to develop it and you know like i've never okay we're not going to turn it into politics but but i have not really been a political person but four and a half years ago, all of a sudden, I wound up in this group of women that, that, you know, actually, it was after the election that I wound up with that group of women, I was with other people before, and people were like, you're a spiritual girl, why are you talking about politics? I'm like, excuse me, like, I just couldn't turn it Mm -hmm. off. And it was really, Mm -hmm. it was really interesting to use my insight into that. But once I'm into it, once I was into it, I had to actually learn to balance it, because Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like driving me crazy, but um, not, not literally, but you know what I mean? Yes. But, but now yeah. I'm much more balanced with it. And yet I can still use my intuition because I can remember, and I'm not going to say the name, um, this one, one person speaking, I am a real estate agent and he, we would have speakers come to our quarterly uh, meetings and, there was this person up there speaking, and I just thought, every word out of his mouth is a lie. Like, like what is mm-hmm. he doing? And it, one mm-hmm. of the big things for me and um, was I used to think before I understood my gifts that I was judging people. And then all of a sudden, I really mm-hmm. realized that I had to, like, make sure mm-hmm. I wasn't judging but discerning. So right. I wrote the word discernment, right. and I put that word in, like, two or three spots where I did deeper work. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, you're discerning. And the more I, and I also learned, you know, like when, um, when we learned to remote read, et cetera, if there was any judgment you had to go back all the way from the start and start the reading again. And that really helped me train my mind to where, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to observe and get more information, but not judge. And cause judgment mm-hmm. gets in the way, you know, you're like, Oh, well, that's it's the mind. Thinking. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. right, right, right. You know, but, but I think that right now more than ever with, um, the upsets in the world and the stress level I mean it 's globally with this pandemic. I mean, how do you feel this is a weird question, but how mm-hmm. do you feel the pandemic has influenced more and more people tapping into their intuition well, or do you I mean, think, think it's, it's more yeah, go ahead
1: no i do yeah no i I do think that I think that you know the book the book came out on election day, which was ironic um, it wasn 't oh. intentional. <laughs> and i sort of cringe oh, when i wow. when i put the dots together and i was like oh wow this is happening but then i realized that i i look at it as a punctuation mark and i think it's very significant because i think that this is a book that we need right now i think that whether it's you're talking about the election or we're talking about the pandemic all, or the social issues that we're dealing with all of this stuff wrapped up in a ball that we're going through right now, yes. these growing pains, as I like to call them, um, that our world is experiencing, um, you know, it's not a coincidence that this kind of message is starting to rise because we can, you know, we have to look at our external life really as, you know, a mirror and a reflection of our inner life in a lot of ways. And the, life is showing us some of the dark things that we need to face right now and some, some of the collective issues that we need to face. And then we need to bring out in the open and we need to, um, deal with so that we can move on, so that we can, you know, quote unquote, ascend and rise higher, be better, evolve, make this world better. So this is all we want to do, and all this stuff's kind of coming to a head right now. And there's a lot of astrological stuff happening right now that really is is amazingly um, um, paralleling what's happening. So, so this kind of thing that's that's going on on, on a global level, to me, is really. You know, even in terms of this time out that we're getting, you know, all of it's adding up to all of us have to go inside and be still and just turn mm-hmm. away from the world a little bit. Like the world is literally making us do that, you know, so it's so interesting right. to me, you know, that, that, that we're actually, you know, when, I look, when you look at what's happening outside you, because a lot of times with intuition, you know, it's about following those green lights and those open doors because those mm-hmm. pathways, that you're being drawn to, right, intuitively when the doors open and the external universe as well, that's alignment, right? So we want to be aligned and Mm -hmm. we feel that alignment with validation because the doors open outside of us. And the same thing happens with doors closing. So the fact that, you know, we all feel we've felt disconnected for decades. We've felt like there's an overarching need to get back to our true self and reconnect with our true self. The world is doing that for us now. It's saying, slow down shut it off, Mm -hmm. go back in, spend some time with your family, spend some time with yourself, go for a walk in the woods, you know, you don't need to be running around a million miles an hour, right, so life is telling us this, the same thing that we know inside Mm -hmm. us, so we're getting this calling from the inside, we're getting this message from the outside, and I think if we listen and we really take advantage of the silver lining in these very trying times, that we can come out of this in a better place, and someday we'll look back on this and say that was horrible and stressful and And there was so much that we had to face, but good
0: came out of it in the end and we're better for it. Well, I mean, we were in a, we're in a massive timeout, and, Mm -hmm. um, I've heard from so many families that, um, they've spent more time with their kids than they've Mm -hmm. done in years. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, even, even the, um, You know, it's interesting, you know, being a real estate agent and a feng shui consultant. So I'm always reading everything about, you know, interior design. I don't know. I'm fascinated with spaces. I can't help it, you know. (laughs) so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things is that people used to always want these open floor plans, and now people are wanting their own private spaces. They, you know, <laughs> yes. it's interesting. I don't, Husband and wives want the, his and her Zoom rooms. They want their own Zoom rooms. And then the kids want their own spaces outside of their rooms. They don't want to live in their rooms all the time, you know? And so whole spaces are being redesigned, and people who can afford it are moving up to bigger houses because there's more space to spread out. And, yep. you know, so that they all have their own internal space within the space. And mm-hmm. it makes sense. All of this, you know, totally makes sense. But, you know, don't you feel like, okay, so astrologically, just a tiny bit on this. Um, mm-hmm. We've been in, we've, you know, Saturn has, takes three years in each one, each planet. Mm-hmm. And it's been in Capricorn, which is all about structures. And, you know, Capricorns are also, you know, aspiring, you know, to make, make mm-hmm. a better foundation. Well, we're moving mm-hmm. out of that into Aquarius. And I really feel mm-hmm. with Aquarius being humanitarian, your book, Radical Intuition, is going to be
1: mm-hmm. totally
0: into that frequency. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Think, it, it
1: really aligns with that Aquarian frequency for sure. And, you know, the the, the conjunction that's happening, which when I found about it, like, this kind of blew my mind, the conjunction that's happening on December 21st with Saturn and Jupiter in Capricorn on the solstice, you know, it's just like, if that's not a punctuation mark. I don't know what is, um, you know, it's it's such a timely moment. And then both of these planets moving forward into Aquarius, which is this, um, which really, you know, we talked about the age of Aquarius and, you know, it's become kind of cliche, but there really is a truth to it underneath it all. And, you know, whether it's technology or whether it's intuition or whether it's, Um, you know, this sort of humanitarian look at the world, all of these sort of factors add up to this this way of moving forward for our communities and for our people as well as for us individually. So I think that's a really interesting thing that you brought up, and I'm excited to see how it does connect as the, you know, the, the months and years unfold. Well, it can be,
0: it has to be good. (laughs) That's all I know. (laughs) And it's air, and it'll free up our thinking, and, you know, and then, you know, we've had, we've just had um, Mars retrograde, which won't happen again for another 19 years, you know. It's like, like, really? You know, there's just been so many things. (laughs) Right. But, but. As we know, when we are quieted down, you know, and um, I recently had a, a quieting down in a different way, you know, with a health thing, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I had the stomach flu. Who gets the stomach flu? I mean, you know, I, mm-hmm. and I, I rarely get the stomach flu, but I knew when it happened, I'm like, what are you not digesting? Well, what's going on? You know, I did mm-hmm. my own little personal inventory and moved through it, got to the other side of it. And it just, you know, it's made me aware of other things, but you know, I, I, I know that when I go too fast, and this is for all of us. When you go too fast, the universe will slow you down in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I feel like the intuition. Um, I, I I picked up this book one at a Borders one time, and I it was on the uh, the sale rack, and I just was drawn to it. I opened it up just you know randomly opened it, and it said the the mothers of the future will trust their intuition, and they will know healing techniques they may not have been trained in them but they'll just actually know to put their hands on a child and comfort them Mm. and it was talking Mm -hmm. about the the mothers working intuitively as mothers and that Mm -hmm. um this is the way of the future and i thought well they're not talking about riggy they're not talking about really like they're just talking about using your intuition you know with calming and soothing a child and that that will be the way of parenting as time goes by well you know think about it, you know, right now people are working with life coaches. People are, you know, doing a lot of different things, but, you know, even in schools, teachers are using radical in- intuition or some t- something to calm the kids down. And mm-hmm. I've trained, I can't tell you how many school teachers and nurses in Reiki and they don't tell people what they're doing. They just simply, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a, a teacher will break the classroom and calm them down. Mm-hmm. You don't say anything about mm-hmm. what you're doing because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they just don't, but they know how to, energetically shift, And I think that's what intuition does more than anything. It, mm-hmm. it radically shifts the mind. You know, and mm-hmm. you talk about this quite a bit. And, um, you, you know, so you say that everyone has intuition. And mm-hmm. your book starts from whether you're at level A, or you're at level M, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because no matter mm-hmm. what, you can deepen your practice and you're listening. So um, is there anything else you want to add before we go into some of the other work that you're doing? Anything else? Just some, some tips. And also listeners, mm-hmm. we will take questions. Um, I, you know, I see a couple on the board. If you want to ask a question um, from Kim today, just push one star on your phone and then that will alert me um, that you are one pound, either one that you want to uh, ask a question. So Kim, anything else you want to add um, just to deepen, where does someone start? Like whether they've been doing it Mm -hmm. for years and they want to do it in a different way, where do you suggest that they start?
1: Um, Well, I, you know, I think that just working with your intuition every day and this is one of the things that really helped me, you know, I took an intuitive development class. I was like you, you, your psychic development class. I, I took some of those when I was younger and really what helped me was to create a daily practice of, of, of just working with my intuition. Uh, so, you know, during my meditation, whatever it is that you do in your daily, you know, whether you work out, whether you meditate, whether you do yoga, you know, whatever your, your self-care practices, weaving in at the end of that, you know, during your cool down, a, a moment, a little bit of time to, to sit and be with yourself and journal, maybe do an intuitive exercise, maybe use some insight cards or if you like Oracle cards, something like that. Do some of the these practices with our intuition. Uh, there's a lot of different things in the book, little activities that you can do to just um, to work with your intuition every day. Just little um, little seeds you can plant to to uh, ask for validations, to start building trust. So it's really all about developing your this relationship with yourself through attention. So so I would just say you know create a daily practice. Create a, a, a ritual around your intuition and weave that into all of the other self-care. You do your physical self-care. You know, we go to school, we read, we we, we take care of our minds, we you know, take our, do our emotional self-care. Well, let's do some intuitive self-care and
0: keep that as a top-of-line part of our life. Mm-hmm. I love how you, in your book, you stress that you're empowering others and that, um, you know, you want to empower people to know that, Uh, they can do this too. And, um, and then you also have in your book, you have the, um, I want to get to some of the other work you're doing, but in your, in your book, you talk about the different uh, archetypes. So do you want to talk about that? Do
1: you want me to to tell you a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. Um,
0: Sure. Sure.
1: So I, I, I came up with this idea when, you know, it's like, you know, part of, you know, as I mentioned earlier with this book was really trying to, to really get a create a comprehensive understanding of intuition for everybody. So that it wasn't just something that, you know, people who are spiritually seeking were attracted to, which has been the case for for much of the time. And, And artists a lot, I think, had an intuitive connection. But so you know, when I'm talking to people and I'm I'm talking about intuition, most of the time when I talk about intuition I kind of get would get like a sort of a lifted eyebrow. Like I could tell people really never knew exactly what I was talking about. And, you know, I'd ask them, you know, what do you think intuition is? And and typically I, I would get I, – I don't think I ever got the same answer twice, you know, but I, it was everything from a gut feeling to a knowing, psychic experience to like some kind of creative, you know, inspiration. So there was a, like a million different answers to this question. And I really wanted to understand – and they were all right. You know, that's the thing. They were all right. Intuition was all of those things. So I, I wanted to understand why intuition manifested itself in so many different ways. And I think that's part of the reason why – Um, We've had a collective confusion about intuition because it's not, it doesn't show up as just this one thing. You know, if intuition was just an epiphany uh, that gave you a solution to a problem, that's all it was. Then, you know, people will get, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Like that's happened to me. I understand this. But I mean, that's just one of the many, many different ways that intuition uh, comes into the world and, and works with us. So I wanted to create this really overarching understanding of intuition, which is another reason why, you know, we're going with this radical idea because, you know, understanding it as sort of a holistic approach to our body, mind, heart, and spirit. Intuition touches us holistically. It doesn't just come to us in a certain aspect of our life. So it speaks to us through our bodies. And like you mentioned earlier, the five players, um, you know, like we are we, five senses. You know, we, we use our five senses to experience the outside world, right? So we also use our five senses to experience the inside world. So when we have those songs pop into our head or we hear the voices or we have uh, an image in our head or we have a sensation on our body, that is intuition using those same receptors, those same sensors, right, that we have for the outside world just Mm -hmm. coming from within. So it's very real and it's very possible to have those things happen and quantum physics is showing that. So. So understanding physical intuition, which, was, which has become the sort of archetype of the healer, because people who have a strong intuition of their body and their senses are natural healers, have natural abilities, not just to heal physically, but to bring the world together and to connect with other people. So there's a very grounding earth element to that sort of type of intuition. Um, and it also embodies, like, you know, your gut feelings. Any time that your body feels really connected to your intuition, so that's the first type of intuition, and that's really the foundation. That's really the core. And it's interesting to me that that's the part of intuition that became more, most, um, you know, acceptable in society first, right? It's the kind of thing that we heard more about in the early days. My first book, The Psychic Workshop, was all about physical intuition because that's really where it starts. Um, and then, you know, the second type of intuition is the archetype we have for that is the stage, So this is the intuition of the mind. This is how our intuition works with us through our knowings and our decision makings and our conscious thought processes. So, right. So we've all had those moments where, for example, we've met someone and even though they seem like they should be like a really wonderful person, like we just knew there was something off about them, right? Those first impressions that you get. And even though you don't have the reasons behind you to back it up, you have a knowing. So, so this Mm -hmm. kind of intuition is about knowing without thinking, knowing without reasons, right? All of those things you just know. You know, some people are like, oh, I just knew my partner was cheating on me. I didn't have any, I couldn't find the, the data to back it up. I couldn't catch him, but I just knew it, right? Things like that, things that we just know. So this happens to us all the time. And this is because we have this higher part of us that connects to everything and knows everything. You know, our true higher self knows everything. And when we have a strong intuition, we have a strong connection to that knowingness that supersedes um, our physical experiences in this time and place and location. So um, so that's the second type of intuition. And the third type um, is when we start moving into feelings and the intuition of the heart. And when I'm talking about feelings here, I'm not talking about so much as like ego-based emotions as I'm talking about what moves us, how we are moved and and, and how we are emotive in our life, right? So, Intuition in this case, it's it's our calling. It's what calls us to our passion, our purpose, our real meaning in this world. So it's it's feeling in terms of movement and growth and transformation and having an impact on the world around us. Right. So in the first two types of intuition it's very much, you know, within us, but in this third type of intuition, we start to have this impact on the people around us and how we can serve. And what we were meant to do in this world. You know, we're all unique and we're all created in our own unique, beautiful way. And our intuition speaks to us in our own unique, beautiful way. So within us, and Marie Forleo is something that I love, one of the things she says is, you know, does the world need this one unique gift that only you have? Yes, it does. And that's intuition. And that's why it's so deeply tied into, you know, our life's work and, and what we do, whether we're, you know, a parent or whether we're an entrepreneur or a CEO or, Whatever we're doing, or a healer, or holistic practitioner, or whatever we're doing to do our part to make this world better, that's what this type of intuition is about. And the archetype for that is the visionary, because that's the the person who sees change in the future being better than it is right now. And then the final, the fourth type of intuition is where we take our intuition not just to this world, but beyond and that's the archetype of the mystic and here we're talking about transcendental intuition where we really use our intuition to connect with life itself and the universe and everything that is beyond this world so this is where it gets really exciting and magical and you know as in transcendental meditation you've probably had experiences like this yourself you know mm-hmm. where we can touch the divine the source you know the true Self and being that exists beyond this individual personality that we're living right now.
0: You know, meditation has done it for me, but I'll tell you where I've really had like um, that cosmic. You know, there's a book called Cosmic Consciousness where you just have that moment where it's like you're mm-hmm. one with everything, and it's hard mm-hmm. to describe. But if you've ever felt it, you know it. It's yeah. through breath work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a I I'm a big believer in breath work and. There's been times in breathwork where I've just all of, you know, I mean, you can transport, you can go, you're, you know, you can be transported, I should say, and go into different dimensions. Mm-hmm. But there's just been these moments where you just know, like, oh, my gosh, like you just feel, see, hear everything at one moment. And in this book, Cosmic Consciousness, they talk about all the existentialists that, you know, like Thoreau and Walden and, you know, Sir Francis Mm -hmm. Bacon, they go through all the different people Mm -hmm. who had this moment where they were connected to everything. It's like an explosive kind of awakening. And I always, um, you know, I like to use uh, different, different like uh, spiritual masters or ascended masters to use in my, my goddess newt is my girl. I go to, when I go to, you know, this mysticism because she was in charge of all the ancient mystical schools in Egypt. And she would say, go outside and look up at the sky at night, like go outside and see all those stars and realize you're connected to that. And, so much beyond that and you know even to this day the temples were you know that were devoted to her when you look at the ceiling they're dark blue with gold stars and I mean these are thousands Mm -hmm. and thousands of years old but that's her that was her way like you, you when you get that you're connected to these galaxies and this consciousness it's like all of a sudden you realize that it's so powerful and so huge and you're part of it and then that enhances your ability to you know, like teleport into these dimensions. I, I know it sounds weird, but, but you know what I'm saying, you know, yeah, and no. I love that you, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, And I, I also love like Carl Young with his symbolism and, you know, you really brought him into that with your multidimensional aspects of intuition. And um, I especially love how you, you know, brought it into these four because I've never heard of it this way. I mean, I'm real familiar with Myers-Briggs, you know, I'm an ENFJ, you know, um, and I, 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 I'm one of those 10% of the population with, you know, being i I'm a big picture person. Don't give me the details. I mean, I can get them done, yeah. but I'd rather have someone else do that because I'm, I want to focus on the big picture. And, you know, right. so I would say I'm more of a visionary, um, but I'm also a mystic and I'm a healer and a sage. So you can be all of them, mm-hmm. you know, at different times. So I love how right. you brought all that, tied that all in together. Yeah,
1: because I mean, we're all we're not just one, you know, that's something I'm glad you brought that up, because I want to be really clear that we're not just one type of this intuition, they're all just pathways. There is just one intuition that we all have, and we all connect to. But these different archetypes just represent different pathways that we're naturally open to. So if you're naturally open to being a visionary, you know, you're probably born a very creative person, and that pathway just comes very easily to you, right? So so it's really just about buying the different pathways that your intuition speaks to you uh, most easily. But ultimately, you know, we want to have all of those pathways open, and we want to be connecting to intuition through all of those different ways. And in my book, you can, there, we actually have a pretty extensive intuition affinity assessment where you can go through, and I have some pretty um, pointed little questions to help you understand which pathways are most open and become aware of how you're already using the pathways in your life. So. Yeah, it's, um, it's really just a great way to just start becoming conscious of how you're using
0: your intuition okay so we have um, we're n- not at the end of our show we have a little bit longer so we can either go to uh, talking about how the um, you're, you're saying that the information age is ending and what comes next I want to touch on that and then the work that you're doing with your intuition lab and your work that you're doing uh, in so many other ways. And you, you know, you've worked with the ghost whisperer. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you've got so many other things. So wherever you want to go next, because um, it's up to you, I would, I would just like to hear about some of the other work and ways you're working, you know, in corporate America yeah. with your gifts. And so you, you decide where you want to go. Um yeah. So yeah. So that's really
1: cool. So uh, you know, I'm glad that you brought up uh, Kim Moses and working with the the Ghost Whisperer team because um, it was such a funny funny journey for me how I became connected with them because you know I I watched Ghost Whisperers. I'm sure a lot of us did back in the day when it was like like ah, I was like loving this show and I was like finally you know you know James Van Brog was working with it and it was like people are starting to normalize intuition like this was one of the very first shows out there that showed a normal person like Melinda, you know, she's a regular girl. She's not just, she's not some kook out there talking to spirits and getting possessed by the devil. Right. So she's like a regular girl was using her intuition to do this stuff. And um, you know, it was so funny when I interviewed Kim Moses for that, we have a, we have a 10 day um, intuition summit that's free that you can sign up for on my website where I talked with Kim, who is the executive producer of ghost whisperer. And, um, you know, we talked about this whole thing, and, and she really made clear how she wanted that show to normalize because they were they were t- figuring out how to do it and how to present this idea. And, um, you know, she said, I want her to be normal. I want her just to be a regular person that people can relate to. And, and for me, this you know, this really made her sort of a trailblazer in my mind because going mainstream with that in Hollywood – um, that had a lot of power. And I think that show affected a lot of people, even you know, even if you're just watching it for fun, the fact that you know you're starting to see characters and that you know, it inspired all the other shows that followed, and there's been just legions of them um, in that are really just have these powers, so quote unquote, as part of being a regular human being. And um, I think that did a lot to to trailblaze this concept early on. So I was really excited to have her write the foreword to the book. And, um, and interestingly, I, I, and, and it's a funny story because uh, I ended up connecting with her because she is a fellow Pittsburgher, which I had no idea at the time. And, and I just finished watching, it was like the last season of, of the Ghost Whisperer and I watched it with my daughter. We were just so into it. And, and I had my daughter at an event here in Pittsburgh and we looked over and there was Jim Clancy standing in the room with her. I think in the room with us, and oh I was hosting this event. This was one of my events in the technology event that I was working on, and it turned out that you know uh, several members of the class, uh, of the cast, including David Conrad, were are Pittsburgh natives, and we ended up working on um, some really cool projects in technology. Because in Hollywood, you know, they're very interested in innovation, and in Pittsburgh, we're doing some really amazing things with innovation and creativity, and and I was running this um, program that really explored, you know, applied intuition as sort of uh, this economic driver through the arts and creativity and innovation and, you know, working with, you know, really big tech companies about how to um, create products that are intuitive and new and life-changing. You know, people like Steve Jobs was really the ultimate sort of poster boy for intuition as someone who was a huge intuition advocate and, really married the two parts of our our mind that we really ultimately is, is the goal is to become really smart and also to become really intuitive. You know, it's
0: not an either or, it's a both mm-hmm. and. And that's really the secret to genius. I agree. I agree totally. Um, and, and, you know, I think we're going to see more and more of it. You know, these young people that are coming up, they're psychically gifted and they're also mm-hmm. – you know, I, 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 like they're so technology oriented, but yet they use it kind of in a different way. Like they they were very quickly past Facebook and onto their Twitter feeds, so that they could connect. And this whole TikTok world, let me tell you, it's a whole world of creativity. I mean, you, I mean, mm-hmm. look what they did recently, where um they um they hacked into the um parlor site and they put pancakes everywhere. I mean. Yeah. That is hysterical. Like who thought of that? And you know, they're just well, doing a lot of power. other things and Yeah. Part you of this? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's, no, go that's, ahead.
1: That's, that's that's when this this activism, this modern day activism and the power of social media, when pe when we come together, right? And and we talked about intuition and intuition is about unity it is about coming together and reconnecting with truth and you know people a lot of times this election have asked me to have conversations about politics and you know like you I have um you know I've I've stepped back from that to a, to an extent and not for lack of uh passion about the subject but you know I you think, do but, truly know, I believe do. that that intuition and the truth will speak for itself you know at the end of the day the truth mm-hmm. speaks for itself it's, you know, and, and it's beyond um, parties and it's beyond duality and, um, you know, really reconnecting with that and and trusting in the unity behind that is key to moving forward. And, you know, we all need the message of intuition. It doesn't matter which political party we support. We all need the message mm-hmm. of intuition because it's going to lead us. If we listen, right, if we really all start to listen, it's going to bring us together because it's that unity in it and and it, even just having all these kids join together to make a statement about something that they believe in and oh, yeah. something so powerful. So this is this is the way that intuition can inspire, inspire, us on the outside and lead to really cool stuff happening on the
0: outside. You know, um this might trigger some people on the call, but I hope not. But the other thing about TikTok <laughs> and I posted it on my, on my, on my Facebook page. I, you know, I had a child at 42, so I feel like, I don't know, it just kind of changed right. my um, connection to these young people. So it, they, when the election was over, they waited a few days, but then they're like, okay, time to take down your, um, you know, the party that looked like they lost and still looks like they lost. But, you know, if they're like trying to take uh, that stuff down – Joe Biden's our president. Okay, time to move on. And just like, clap, clap, tick-tock, time's up. Okay, now let's move on. Where's our energy going to go next? (laughs) I read that, and I go, okay, time time to wait. Time to put away your stuff. Time to, like, close that chapter. Close that door. Okay, we've had four years of it, or whatever. Whatever. The election's over. We're done. Okay, boom, where do we go next? And I think that's the way that radical intuition, what you're talking about in this book, I think that we're going to see more and more of this. And I think that, you know, with the social issues that are coming up, you know, they're coming up for healing. And it's not just in the United States, it's global. So I think that, you know, everything that you talk about with little insights leading, you know, to quantum intuition leading to quantum changes within our society and the fabric of it, you know, bringing us back together in a whole new way. The pandemic is giving us a massive time out to really go inside. You know, more people that I've talked to said, gosh, it's so nice. Like, working from home, I don't have that hour drive, you know, two hour drive from. I've been taking that time and I've been walking. Like, when we had a complete shutdown in St. Louis." I saw people in my neighborhood that I have never seen before in my life. I saw whole families walking. I saw them walking mm-hmm. with their dogs. And I'm like, this is like, where did these people come from? And the kids on the street riding bicycles. I never saw those kids before. But all of a sudden they had a day mm-hmm. where, you know, I mean, a lot of it was during the summer. And so they were just like riding their bikes and having fun and, and Kool-Aid stands during a pandemic again, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of questionable, but, but nonetheless, you know, these were like, kids that were kids again they weren't in in stuck behind technology all the time and i just thought they're breathing air all of these people are breathing air and it's a whole new way of embracing life and i think that's the wonderful opportunity we have go inside we're not going to have much longer of this of you know we'll be out of this at some point um you know mm-hmm. of course it's not a permanent permanent time out so i look at mm-hmm. it like this is a really good whatever time is left use it use it and read a book like your book. And I love how, you know, it's described as a doing book rather than a reading book because Mm -hmm. so many exercises that you have, like really stimulate, you know, going deeper. Okay. So we only have four minutes. So you're going, (laughs) I'm going to do a quick announcement listeners. We've been listening to, uh, The author of Radical Intuition, her name is Kim Chesney. Her uh, website is kimchesney.com, which is K-I-M-C-H-E-S-T-N-E-Y.com. This is Cindy Meyer of Spirit Seeker Magazine. I'm the publisher and um, founder of Spirit Seeker. And if you want to, not if you want, I highly encourage you to sign up for our email newsletter. Um, we're, we're getting ready to change a lot of things at Spirit Seeker, so there's going to be lots of opportunities for you to collaborate with us and um, to partner with us and to also have great blessings with books and DVDs, etc. Lots of CD, musical CDs we're going to be giving away. Um, so join our our email list at uh, spiritseeker.com. We're going to be changing our radio platform in 2021. We will um, have many more uh, uh, featured hosts underneath the spirit seeker umbrella. So we'll be expanding. You'll be able to reach more and more information. We also have the um, spirit seeker Academy where we will be featuring more and more teachers and different topics because everything's still, um, you know, going to be online because of where we are and um, okay. So that's enough about all that. And Kim final words of wisdom for us. What, What else would you like to share before we all complete?
1: Well, I would just like everybody to know that they can go to my website, kimchesney.com, dot com and get the free wake up your intuition guide. It's a great way to start working right now if you have um if you want to know where to take those first ne- next steps wherever you're at. So so I highly recommend that. And then if if anybody really wants to like explore this, I'm open. I have you know, I meet with people one-on-one. We have an intuition lab, my global online school. We have classes. We have a lot of opportunities for you to work with others. And we do intuitive development groups, which are so fun, as you know. And um, so I yes. welcome anybody to join those and, and reach out and, and uh, keep that intuition moving. It's the best thing you'll do for your life is, is to develop your intuition. I say that over and over again. I have the best job, the most important job in the world, because once you get things right with your intuition, everything else falls into place.
0: I agree. I agree. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to just mention this one thing that, um, that you, you talk about with your book. And you, you've mentioned Steve Jobs. But I want to mention, mm-hmm. uh, mention Einstein, Parhamansa, Yogananda, mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh, authors, mm-hmm. uh, Picasso, Henry David Thoreau, which I kind of mentioned at one point, and then Muji, which I don't know who mm-hmm. Muji is, so I'll be looking that up. Mm-hmm. But you're, mm-hmm. you're saying that, you know, all of these great masters, they talked about intuition. I mean, but they didn't find it. Like you think about Picasso, it's a white canvas, and he painted. You think mm-hmm. about the writers, mm-hmm. it's white canvas, and Steve Jobs. I mean, he was in a garage, and he had a little tiny computer, a box, and look where that mm-hmm. all went, you know, and and Einstein, you know, just brilliance, beyond beyond brilliant. So, all of these people are the cultural creatives, and um, thank you, Kim Chesney, for pulling it all together in your book, and being my guest, and the work that you're doing. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, for the world, for Aww. us, and just... <laughs> No, I mean it, you know, like, like Aww, this thanks. is, uh, this is where we are. So thank you. And, um mm-hmm. and just, you know, stay in touch, stay in touch. Um, thank you. All right. So oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. And listeners have a fabulous week. Enjoy your Thanksgiving in a whole new and different quiet way. Maybe you'll zoom with your families for dessert. If you're not meeting in person, there's a lot of different ways to do it. There is an article in the November issue, 12 Ways to Do Thanksgiving During a Pandemic, that Cindy Meyer, yours truly, put together. So uh, take, a, take the opportunity to read that. You may come up with some good ideas. And, um, and just thank you. Have a fabulous week. Namaste. And Kim, truly, from my heart here. So Thanks so much. so much. Okay. Thank All right. you. Be well. Have a blessed Friday, everyone. Yes, be well. Okay. Mm. Thank you.